<laughs> hey, Father, how are you? Good, how are you, Matthew? Well, since we had originally started recording about a minute and a half ago, and then this is actually the second beginning of our episode. Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. <laughs> we said that three times. <laughs> Unironically, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how am I doing? I'm exhausted, man. Well, that's if I'm if I'm just shooting straight with you. Look, the the first take had a joke about how the biggest thing in change in my life has been purchasing a new car, but I don't like that yeah, joke. And buying a new car takes a lot of energy. Actually, f- I want to yeah. stick with it. I want to own that. There was because it was ridiculous yeah. and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the joke is that instead of buying a new car, being the newest thing, the newest thing is that my son was born. <laughs> Is that does that make me a terrible dad? Does this joke make me a no, bad dad? That makes you a dad because you made a dad joke. That's oh, because it's joke. a dad yeah. joke. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah, I can start owning. Yeah, the this. only other way that you can make this more of a dad joke is to just say, "Well, Renee really did all the work." Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That has been what I've been telling. <laughs> that's what I've been telling people. I mean, I not not like as a joke though, because people are coming up to me and they're like, "How do you feel? Are you tired?" It, to which the answer to that question is like, yes, of, of course, course I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, beyond that, what I say to them, because it feels weird to brag about being tired after having a child be born, you know, into your family. Because that's, it, feel, it, it feels like a brag and I don't want to brag. You know what I mean? You know how people brag about how they're so tired? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry. I was I was thinking of the brag being that you had a child. But no, no, you're right. The, the brag being, oh, like, I'm so exhausted. Oh, from- that's hilarious. I, I had a child. <laughs> like, no, that, that is something you should brag about. Like, no. you had a kid. That's awesome. It's so good. No, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, I will brag about my kid. No, it is. But, but so what I'm saying is like, yeah, I'm tired, but I am less tired than Renee, which is both in my, in my hope is it's me trying to like not sound weirdly braggadocious about being tired. I'd like to compliment you for and your also, vocabulary. It's, yeah, thank you. And also it's just accurate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I can't wake up in the middle of the night and feed this kid. So she's the one waking up several times a night, you know? Um, much to well i was gonna say much to my dismay not to my dismay that she has to wake up much to my dismay that she has to wake up and is therefore exhausted not to my dismay in that my son is allowed to eat food yeah it's it's <laughs> objectively good that your child eats we're happy about this you know yeah yeah well yeah yeah i'm glad we can s- sustain <laughs> it's it's excellent it's it's really good and that that i think you're yeah, no you're doubt. accurately capturing the fact that there are are things that uh that you can do and that Renee can do. And there are things that you cannot do and that Renee cannot do. And you've got to be able to, to accept those, right. those limitations of, of your, of your selves. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's been, a, it's funny, you know, because I, I adapt, adapted to being a father in a very different way than Renee adapted to being a mother and and frankly, when we have Renee Day Part Two, she she will be able to speak more accurately to her adaption to motherhood. Um, that was a gross sound, right? You're gonna want to do a little bit of creative. I'll editing. have to keep it. I'll have to. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put a lot of reverb on it. <laughs> but well, now that your dad making echo, gross noises and is I'll, kind of part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll the last time. This is what I'm just so the fans know. We have fans, you know. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. But I will auto tune it and make a song out of it. Anyway, um, we can release it as a bonus I hope, episode. I hope that that's the outro of this, of this episode <laughs> but, is the auto tune of your um, sniffle. Yeah, yeah. But um, I adapted to fatherhood by doing things like hey, that rug on the floor is curled. We need to go to Home Depot now and buy carpet tape Mm -hmm. so i can make sure this this carpet on the floor this rug on the floor does not curl up and nobody trips on it and so we're gonna do like a 7 p.m home depot run and and tape our carpet down until 11 p.m you know and it was so it's like things like that where you're like because everybody always talks about how like the mother nests prior to you know giving birth i went through it in a post-birth phase of nesting <laughs> via you know carpets and well it, 
and carpets and cars. It's almost like there's the things that you can imagine to prepare for. Let's paint the room. Let's right. make sure we have a crib, that kind of stuff. Let's stockpile diapers. Right. But then there's right. the other things that are, are more like until that baby is actually in your arms and you look down and notice that curled up yeah. carpet and you go, I could trip on that and drop my baby. Yeah. You're not going to think about right. it quite in the same way. Right. Yeah. I, I've become acutely aware of this. I've, I've had this experience where like I had a friend of mine visit. Um, she and her, her husband came to visit and they had their kids with them. And like, they just popped in the rectory really quick. And this was years ago when I was first ordained. And all of a sudden I was incredibly aware of the fact that we had a glass coffee table uh, that had pointed corners <laughs> and it was like right at child face right. height. And I had never thought about this thing before. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm, I was just panicked the entire time that these, they were in the rectory for five minutes before they before right, we moved yeah. on to like go have lunch together or something right. but the whole time exactly. it was just this, this absolute panic mode of somebody's gonna die and it's gonna be my fault even right, though right right oh absolutely it wasn't my coffee table it was just there right and yeah you become very aware of how right. not no, childproof things are when they're not childproof and it's and it's funny it's like it's why so and this is i'm i'm painting with broad strokes here right but it's like you see you see a great lack of maturation in society amongst particularly young yeah. men, you know? And I don't think it's an accident that that coincides with the fact that young men are not having children, you know, mm. um, or not getting married. And I said it was broad strokes, right? But, but since this kid has been around, this kid being my son, well done, Matthew. Um, <laughs> Is that his name? Has well been around done, for three. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> well done, Matthew Sparaza. Um, but but since he's been around, it's been obviously only three weeks, right? I have noticed that, like, I have increased in perseverance. Now, granted, I am reading something through Exodus ninety about perseverance, etc. So it's like, but like, so the Lord's been providential there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like. This is going to sound silly and it's I'm going to I'm going to share it anecdotally. So I purchased this car, right? Uh and I was able to talk them down at the dealership, which felt like a very dad move. <laughs> you know? And perhaps pro perhaps prior to having a son out of the womb, you know what I mean, like in a very tangible way for the person not carrying the child th throughout the pregnancy, right? I might have been very willing to accept their initial price mm -hmm. or perhaps even their first offer. <laughs> but instead, as any good dad would, <laughs> I went outside the dealership and Googled what percentage, what is the, like, what is the percentage of a depreciation value for every 10,000 miles a car is driven, you know? And I go in there and I'm like, I'm like haggling with these good people, work. you know what I, I mean? Love it. But it was like, but it was like this sense of perseverance. And it was, I don't know, like it, it, it's a sense of perseverance that is finding its way into this example of purchasing a car, which at the end of the day is like ultimately pretty insignificant. You know what I mean? Like not in the grand scheme of yeah. things, you know, an extra thousand dollars on a car is not going to impact my life all that much, you know, but it's like, I noticed I, what I guess, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is I am quicker to get things done now. You know what I mean? Like I am better at prioritizing, right? I knew I needed a car. I knew I needed it at a lower price so I could take care of my son. So I went for it. I know this, this car came with one key because it was used and they were like, we will give you a second key. And then I called them and they were like, it's going to be seven to 10 days. And I was going to be like, we're going to Pittsburgh for a month, you know? So I was going to be like, listen, I can't, I can't wait seven to 10 days and I need an extra car because I'm going on a road trip with a newborn. You know what I mean? So I didn't accept that. I pushed further. You know, so it's like, it's almost like I have noticed, you know, and a change in my, I don't know, I don't, I, it's not my personality, you know, but it's, I don't know, an increase in, in that virtue of perseverance, maybe, you know, when you become responsible for another person, you, you don't allow certain things to happen. Now that yeah. you're responsible for right. another person, right. you're, you're taking on more, more action. And that's, that's not a bad thing. So I'm curious now, what size shoe do you wear? 
or a nine. Okay, so, nine folks, and a half if sometimes. you would like to, when I was in high school, I wore a size ten because I was insecure about the fact that it was not double digits. <laughs> if if you would like to help Matt in his journey in being a dad, uh, white New Balance sneakers size nine can be sent to the tangent oh, offices. At- <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's exactly what I need. Could, could you imagine? We just like you get inundated with white New Balance sneakers so that you can be more dad. If someone sends me white New Balance sneakers, I promise to take a picture of them in blue jeans <laughs> or khaki shorts and a yeah, tucked khaki in polo shorts shirt. with a belt. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, New Balance has got some New Balance. Matt is also needs now, some though. new fanny packs. Got some if cool... anybody has any, um, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um. But but you know what I mean. It was well, like the the my dad my dad came and bought that car with me, and he he turned over to me. I was like, I'm haggling with this dude. At one point, at one point, I was like, I was like, here's the deal: the car you're selling me, you know, by my estimation, with an 85 percent depreciation value, it should be this number. But this car has an extra twenty thousand twenty thousand miles on it, so it should really be seventy two percent depreciation. I can't speak, right? Value, and I was like, and so I was like, I should really pay you this number, but I'm feeling generous, so I'll pay you this number. <laughs> and my dad was like, "What the heck has gotten into this guy?" <laughs> like, I think it's great though apparently i said i'll be generous i don't remember saying it i said a prayer that the lord would harden me for negotiation sounds like he did that's pretty good (laughs) i like it i like it very much i am being braggadocious here hey but it's it's a fun kind of a thing right because you're you're getting used to being a father so right baby is three weeks old is that correct Baby has been baptized, old. has been has been yeah. washed clean of original sin in the sacred waters. Yes, of the baby has been baptism. baptized. Yeah. I think that I have seen your child's godparents yeah. more than I have seen you. Uh, That's I mean, funny. If you talked about well, detailing, I, yeah, I mean, listen, we've been we've been be we've been ha- hidden uh, away. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. No, so I saw your sister recently. Um, it was it was really nice to catch up with her. Um, nice to see her and uh, just kind of. She said she talked thing. to you for like two hours. It was great. It was it was really nice to see her. Um, it had been a while. And then I saw Michael, uh, you know, your cousin. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. like I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> I do know he's my cousin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm filling it in for the listener, for the listener. It's not for you. He was the best man at my wedding. <laughs> oh, I see. But there's, um, no, it's, I, I've, I've actually kind of enjoyed that. In this, I, I don't mean this in a negative way against you, Matt, but like, it's been kind of nice not having you available. Yeah in the sense that I'm, I'm really excited for what mm. you're doing. And it's so important that you have this, this time, like just with you, Renee and, and with the baby to, to be together and everything. I, I really love that. And, and I like how seriously you've taken it. Uh, yeah. Like you, you haven't been yeah. checking in about every little thing. Like we've talked a little bit here and there, but like you haven't been saying, Oh, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. It's like, yeah. no, you've been locked in on being present as a dad. And, and being present for Renee as a husband. And I think, I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, cause I'm, I mean, listen, you know me and you know that I like to think about things. Right. And I have, I have, I don't know. I don't know about meditated, but maybe contemplated this concept, right? Like sister Miriam James. Is that her name? Did I get it right? Yes. Right. You did. Okay. Indeed. And she talks about, I don't, I don't know where she spoke about it, but I, I did read it somewhere that there was this woman that she, that she worked with. Oh, oh no, it was her own personal experience that, so she, it was revealed to her in prayer that I believe, right? That it, it was that her mother had potentially considered aborting her, right? Her own mother, I think. I, I really hope I'm not getting this wrong. That's such a huge claim, right? Um. But either way, it was something. It was something connected to her and Bob Schutz about how children pick up a lot from the first year of life. That I remember when I read it, I was really surprised by that. I was. I was if surprised. You look at the stages of human development. Yeah. You see that that babies, that those initial contacts that they have with their parents, uh, the way that they that they look at the their mother's eyes, the way they look at their father's eyes, the way they hear their mother's voice, the way they hear their father's voice. All of those things, especially the, the really up close stuff, because babies like their eyes haven't developed yet to be able to see right farther away, and so it's that that really close contact that is is so important. So yeah, those those early days are are key. 
And that's it. And that's what it is. It's I remember when I read it, I was so surprised that there could be an impact so early. Mm. Obviously, having, you know, not remembering those days of my own life, you know, um, but the idea that it, it like forms the foundation of a psyche. Um, Very much. And so I'm trying to be present, although admittedly, it is tempting to hold him and watch something or hold him and read. Um, and granted, I, even there, you know, I'm trying to make the most of those situations. But I, I think, again, this kind of, it connects back to this idea of perseverance, right? That sloth doesn't necessarily have to be, I don't do a lot. Sometimes it could be, I do too much. I'm, I do too much and it's just not the thing that I'm supposed to do. Mm. Um. And so I'm trying to be intentional and do the thing that I am supposed to do. I'm constantly reminding myself that my primary vocation is Renee and Michael. Yeah. Um, and it is good to have a Catholic podcast. And it is good to <laughs> – yeah, no, but seriously, you know, it's good to have a job at a Catholic school. And those things are necessary and funnel into, admittedly, right? the primary vocation. Like I can, I would be failing at the primary vocation without a job, you know? Um, or at <laughs> yes. least, or at it's least important that you work, but uh, at least to my own, yes. it, under my own control, you know what I mean? People get fired. That's one thing. But for me to just yeah, not right. work would be wildly inappropriate because I don't want to, you know what I mean? That would be just inappropriate. So I'm trying to take that seriously and it, and it, I'm not doing it perfectly, obviously, you know what I mean? But even if I, weeks in though, Right. There's a but, grace period. Yeah, you, you've got another sure. week and then, then it's over. And it's you know, not then. it's not like I'm saying you should never watch something <laughs> when you hold him because if I'm holding him at 2 a.m., it's like, listen, if I don't have a screen in front of me artificially creating blue light, I'm not going to stay awake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so I got to do something, you know? And I'm yeah. not going to down a cold brew <laughs> at 2.30 a.m. I'm not doing that, <laughs> you know? So, so to an extent... But even there, I mean, because that's something that you and I have talked about, like my relationship with technology, you know? And so I have I have been trying to like, I'll put on like Ascension Presents and watch something from like the Franciscan Friars or something, you know? Yeah. Um, isn't it funny that I didn't say I listen to Restless? Um, I was going to say, I think, I think you okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a Restless joke there. I appreciate it very much, but I was thinking maybe like you could drive up our listens on, on the tangent. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, we got more people listening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's just this whole new chapter that I'm, I'm going in, in strides and, but man, it is, it is life feels completely different that's and that's kind of yeah. what i'm trying to get at this whole thing is like they say like oh greatest adventure of your life but what they don't tell you is that like you think you're pre prepared you know <laughs> yeah. and it's like i had oh my gosh i just had no clue you know yeah. what i mean so you you had you had nine months to prepare right nine, nine months of getting ready and waiting for this day but what what do you think is the the thing that you've learned most, or what's the what's the thing that's jumping out at you uh, that you absolutely didn't anticipate? I mean, so so there's two things to answer this question. One, with the nine months, the advice that I got from so many people was like, you will you can't do anything to prepare, you know, and and so you just quit. I didn't prepare at all. I right. Well, but but and and it's kind of true, you know, like it's kind of true. I teased that in these past months saying like, come on, that's, that's super helpful. Thanks. You know, but, but it's kind of true, you know, like, I think that we've asked every single guest we've had on yeah. this podcast for parenting advice for you. So that's, and, that's and, 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 and no, I'm not saying all of them said that but really it's a bunch of people in my family and my friends, you know, that said that. Um, but as for the thing that stands out the most, um, I'm, I, I mean, there's a couple of experiences, right? So the first is, one, and this is this is not necessarily in parenting, but when Renee was birthing our son, <laughs> when Renee was birthing our son, <laughs> why did you have to say it that way? <laughs> because I like to laugh. Um, 
I, I like in that moment, I was thinking like, I, I, I got this whole new grasp on what womanhood was, mm. you know, I was like, oh my gosh, all of this crap going on in like our culture, it's just totally missing the point, you know, like, and, and that's not to say, right, that like, if someone was infertile, they're not a woman. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, but, but distinctly, you know, a, a distinct feature of womanhood is the capacity, you know? And so to see that occur, yeah. uh, was like mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, I can't believe this, you know? And it, it kind of reminds me, this I think whole it's, thing is happening here. Well, well, and, and, but it's like my own version of, so Matt Fratt is very, I was gonna say very famously said, I guess if you're a fan of Matt Fat Fratt, then it's famous. If you're not, then you don't know who I'm talking about. But he has spoken about how watching his wife breastfeed for the first time revealed to him the evil of pornography. Mm. And where it's like, oh, that's what this is for. You know? And it wasn't necessarily that for me. Everything came into perspective is all I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Everything came into perspective and I was just like, you are so impressive, you know? Like that is what my reaction was. Like this is unbelievable. I like I'm I'm speechless. Yeah, do, do you think that anything in in the way that you feel towards Renee has has changed, has grown? Oh my gosh, uh, having yes. having been through this experience with her. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy, you know? Like I'm and I I would I think that she would I know she would say the same. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I can't even say, I think I know she would say the same, if not even more than me. Right. It's like, I go to sleep at night and I, I can be, I can be an anxious person. You know, I can, I can be a fearful person, right? One of the ways that the Lord has chosen to, you know, put my faith to test is he allows me to be afraid. Um, and so I constantly not, I mean, I'm not talking with like spiders, you know what I mean? I'm like with legitimate things, you know, where, oh, what if something happens to my son? What if something happens to Renee? And I end up saying, Lord, I trust in you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm passing this over to you, you know? But, I, like, that was like a once in a while thing, you know? Hmm. And now it's like, I go to sleep and I'm like, if this kid turns over, that would be really bad. You know what I mean? Like, if he, like, like, he can't sleep on his stomach. You know, that's a very, if you can't sleep on your stomach, you are in a fragile state of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I have found myself putting him under like Mary's mantle on a daily basis, you know, mm -hmm. like, and entrusting him and his safety to the Lord through our, through our blessed mother. And like, I don't know. So I guess, I guess in a sense, like the dynamic between Renee and I has changed in the sense that our common goal now, our comp, like our love, our love is external now, right? Fulton Sheen talks about how three to get married, right? But, but the reason he talks about how like the natural flowering of love is in children, right? And how a love that doesn't remain open to children. And, and again, I get that all of these things have caveats, you know, like if you can't have children, it's not like yeah, you're but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, but it's like the, the, the flowering of love in children is in fact like an actual flowering when a, when a when a flower buds, you know, like it grows, it yeah. expands, it becomes more beautiful, you know? And it's like, I have experienced that firsthand now where it is no longer, you know, wow. I, like, I mean, it's not that it's ceased to be, oh, I really love this girl. You know what I mean? It's just like, we look at our love and it's external to us and it is visible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can see our love now. You know, and he cries a lot. <laughs> so you can hear your love. I too. hear my love all the time. No, I'm kidding. Right. But actually, I'm not kidding. He cries a lot. But do you know what I mean? It's like babies do that, Matt. I know. We I keep... know. I know. It's This is going to sound like the celibate guy lecture. <laughs> but like, look, I mean, it might seem like I don't know this, but babies cry a lot. And I know that because I say mass when people bring babies to church. Right. So right. I'm, yeah. I'm well versed in the crying of babies. I'm not well versed in the quieting <laughs> of, of babies, crying. Right, yeah, I don't yeah. really know how to do that. I was like, my my goddaughter um, 
is the the third of of four sisters and uh basically until until these girls are two years old they hate me um, classic they they i mean they just, it's like, sour rolls yeah if, if ever i i hold one of them it's just it's it's done so like i was i was with her family yesterday and uh you know she's fine she's like she's she's very happy with me now um but the youngest like they handed off the youngest to me and, and i and i held her and i, I got her for for about 10 seconds, she was okay. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of looked at me and realized that it was me and the waterworks started and she right. like, get me out of here. And I th- so it I, could I, be I, the beard. I'm a frightening person. I think is really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm more like, intimidating not father Sam, infants. more like um, father scary. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a terrible joke. I'm trying to live no, up to my okay. new identity of well, dad. What I always laugh about though is that it's like it's particular to, to these kids. So right. one goddaughter didn't like me until she was two years old. My other goddaughter, uh, every time she sees me, I get a big smile, and, right? And she can't wait for me to hold her and, and right. to like, yeah. So it's there's yeah. no there's no rhyme or reason. Listen, we keep we keep telling him that he is doing a great job of being a baby. <laughs> you're doing a great right, job. Yeah. We also so keep that, telling him. Thing I want to know about is, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how much are, are you and Renee uh, talking to him like he understands everything that you say? Oh, oh, I, I almost exclusively talk to him that way. I don't know actually if you're supposed to do baby talk. I've heard that you're not, but I don't know if that's I true. Don't know. But I talk to him. I think I some mean, of the baby talk it get, like teaches them to become attuned to the like the sing song nature of of conversation and the different tones that they need to hear, but I don't I don't know if it really helps them to build vocabulary. I I don't know. I mean, funny enough, I I sometimes find myself just thinking instead of talking to him. You know what I mean? Like he can't read your mind. I, I I'm I find myself <laughs> silent. Um. Okay. So you have accomplished getting a car, um, having a baby. Yeah. Uh, having that baby baptized. Yeah. All in a very short amount of time. Yeah. That Look, was big. I, I am a big believer. Maybe, maybe you could tell me a little bit about why you decided to do the baptism so soon, but I am a big believer in baptizing as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, I understand there's, there's always concern about like, can we, can we take the baby from place to place and everything? And, and with all respect to the experts that, that suggest, you know, certain cautions and everything, I still believe that like baptism as, as early as possible is a really good idea. So why did you and Renee uh, decide that, that Michael was going to yeah. be baptized bright and early? So <sighs> there's two reasons. One, one was, I study theology and I think it was, you know how doctors know too much? Yes. You know, for their own good. I think it was kind of that. Okay. Like I knew the, I knew the, I know the reality of baptism and how important it is. As does Renee. I'm not discounting her, right? But she did. And she is, she is really good at this actually, where she will say, I trust you. You're the spiritual head of our household. Um, like, and that's an impressive, that is an impressive skill and disposition to have in today's culture, mm. in my opinion. Uh, but she, she's willing. I mean, not, not that it was my decision by myself either, right? She was a part of it. But I know the importance of baptism, right? And, and its efficacious nature. Um, and so it was really important to me that he be in the church, you know, and have original sin wiped from his soul and that is not to say right that i 100 percent believe right that if a baby dies before baptism there's no chance of heaven right i think that depending on the the situation right like theologically speaking and you could correct me here but this is an argument i would propose um there's a there's a solid argument for baptism of desire for a child that was going to be baptized oh yeah 100 percent. you know what i mean and and again, there's also the the fact that uh, we, you know, we can't look at baptism as the the magic pill that that makes us oh you you took this you, you took the right pill therefore you're you're friends with God. Um, nor should we look at at God as being so petty that he just he's looking for like well you didn't take the right pill so I'm sorry you're out. Um, especially when it's a child who didn't couldn't possibly have chosen baptism on their own, couldn't possibly have received that gift without somebody else helping them to it. And there's no way that God is looking at a child and 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 damning that child because his parents weren't able to get him baptized in time. Um, like it's just, it's not happening. 
It's just not happening. And even the church has been clear about that for its entire history. So, so let me ask you this, right? Because you're saying the church has been clear about it. And my understanding, right, officially, catechism of the Catholic Church was that the church gives the church these children that, to God in his mercy. Yeah, the church entrusts uh, an, an unbaptized child who, who dies before baptism like to, to God's mercy because that's, that's what we can do. The church has also, like, if you go back, um, there are... are we might have listeners of a certain age who were taught about limbo. Uh, limbo was kind yeah. of a proposal for the idea of what happens if someone was never baptized, but through no fault of their own had not heard the gospel, had never had the opportunity right. for baptism. Uh, what what happens in a situation like that? And uh, yeah. limbo was was proposed as as this idea. The, the name sounds kind of bad because uh, we, we think of limbo. It's like the lowest bar possible that you can pass under and still sneak in. Uh, that's that's right. really not what we're looking at. But the idea of limbo is that it was a place of, of perfect natural happiness. It wasn't supernatural happiness, but it was perfect natural happiness. There was no suffering. There was no pain. Right. Um, and there, there was through nature and through, through what is natural, through natural happiness, there, there was the knowledge of the presence of God. Um, but where limbo kind of fell short as a as a proposed idea, and, and that's all it ever was, was this is like, like yeah. we're speculating on what this might be. Because in the end, until we get there, we're not going to know. And that's an important thing right. for us to keep in mind as, as theologians, as, as believers, right? It's, until we right. get there, we're not going to know the whole thing. But there's there's also something missing, which limbo allows for God's mercy to a certain extent. Right. But it doesn't necessarily allow for God's mercy in that super abundant sense. Yeah. Where like everything, where God God provides for everything. God overcomes every obstacle. And I think that's that's kind of the, the thing. But nevertheless, even even though the yeah. church has never officially taught that limbo is is to be believed, right? That there's this thing. Mm-hmm. Even though the church's understanding has has grown over time, especially about the, the mercy of God, we've been able to articulate better what it means when we say that God is all merciful. Um, right. All that said, all that being true, all that being held as, as something of great value, um, the church still says, you should baptize your baby as soon as possible. Right. And, and, and to be clear, right? Like admittedly a piece of it was like, I'm cool with a piece of it was like, I am not afraid that if my son, you know, please Lord, no, right. Would die prior to being baptized. I am not terrified. My son is not going to be saved, right? Because I know God is all merciful and I know I was going to baptize him. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, there's validity to that. You know, I said, but I also know that God gave us baptism for a reason, you know, and, and baptism actually does this thing that I would be hopeful would occur even if you weren't baptized in time, in time, quote unquote, in time, you know, and as a baptized person, you know, he receives that original justification, right? But also he becomes adopted. He becomes a son of God. You know what I mean? It's like, and I want that for my son, so I'm going to baptize him. And I know that if I baptize him at him at two weeks and instead of at eight weeks, I won't have a gigantic party for him. And baptism is something that's worth celebrating, but heck, I'll just throw a baptism party for him later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. We can do that. You or know? you can but save I'm gonna that get him money baptized. on the baptism party and put it towards your car. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and and it's like, but it, but you know what I mean? It was like I recognize, I recognize that fear is not the correct attitude, you know, but also pr- procrastination is all it's not the correct move you know what i mean and to an extent that is how i felt i was like i was like where is the line here for me that is i am just procrastinating getting this done because i know i should you know and like heck people were baptized on the way home from like benedict the 16th he was baptized on the way home from the hospital you know what no, i mean not, not like, even he was taken out of his home and across the street to the church and then back into his home. Right. He was born at home. His godparents came and got him, took him to the church. His right. parents weren't even there. Right. And and so a bunch of this was like in my head, I was like, I was like, this idea of waiting seems like a very modern thing, 
You know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. recognize if you recognize that infants should be baptized, you know what I mean? Right? Then the idea of like waiting super long, that's pretty modern, you know what I mean? And and not to say that sh- things that are strictly, you know, like developed in a modern way. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's not like if we just figured out something I'm phrasing this poorly. Look, I'm a huge fan of telling the, the people language have, is, the, have the baptism yeah. as early as you can. Um, yeah. Once you once you know that you're going to have a baby, schedule the baptism. Right, and that and we scheduled. didn't do that. And you know what? And we didn't do that. And a big reason was because this was our first kid, so we didn't know how to go about it. Sure. You know what I mean? We were but like, you, we, like, but I, you we, still we did had really a conversation. <laughs> yeah, but but we did it fast, and it felt it felt frantic because we, pl- I mean, we planned it on thursday and he was baptized on sunday that's awesome you know what i mean like I love it. yeah and it was and that was the thing i mean we got quote unquote we got lucky in the sense that like father father uh suarez was like i know you guys so this can happen but with anyone else this would like not be how i could do this you know yeah um we'll and figure- we were like yeah but you do know us so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you, f- you find out that you're gonna have a baby um renee finds out she's pregnant and you guys start the process of preparing to have a kid Right. right. What if we had a sense that uh, included in that process of, of all the preparation, so doctor's appointments, um, getting things ready in your in your nursery, uh, the baby shower, yeah. all the other stuff like reading uh, among your reading for uh, like how to have a baby, <laughs> your, your, your parenting books right. and everything. What if included in that was preparation for baptism? And if right. that was just the natural thing for us to do to say, yeah, during during this time, we're going to also prepare for the baptism and schedule it. And then you can, because everybody always says to the, w- w- what do you say to a woman when she's pregnant? When do you do? Right. Like people always, always want to know. Now you have to be careful with that question, right? Because what if like right. you and I are both Brian Regan yeah. fans, right? <laughs> the key, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When's that baby do? <laughs> what baby? Oh no. Right. <laughs> so you got to be careful, like be, be real sensitive. Like, right, if you yeah. know that somebody's going to have a baby the most natural question that people will ask is the due date. And so what that means is that you've got a, you've got a general idea of when that baby's coming. Right. Yeah. And that, that gives everybody else time to figure out, make their travel arrangements. And I had said to Renee, like I had said to Renee, I wish we had planned this ahead of time. Like once it, once it, once the event had come and gone and we realized we want to baptize the baby and it's not scheduled yet. We were like, man, I wish we had scheduled this four weeks ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, that was the natural conclusion we reached of like, Oh, the, the most efficient way of going about this event, which we know 100% of the time we will always want to do is to plan ahead, you know? And it just was like, but why is it weird that we're planning a baptism for the baby that hasn't been born yet when we know, you know, just around when that baby will be born, you know? Did, did you send so out safety like, cards for your wedding? Right, 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 you know? So it's like, I'm saying right because the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean? So it, it was interesting. But at the same time, so it wasn't, I think originally and regretfully it was from a place of fear, right? But then it 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 developed, hmm. you know, from this analogously from like attrition to contrition, you know what I mean? Imperfect to perfect of like fear to no, I want the good for my son. Um and like how happy I am, right? Not that God's grace can't reach a an unbaptized person, you know, but it is good that now when I pray for my son or I use holy water, you know, and and bless my son with holy water on his forehead. And like the whole idea is a piece of it is that it's a reminder of your baptism. You know, it's like, great. Now he's been baptized, <laughs> you know, like great. score. Right. It's it's more real. You it's know? just that much more real, and and how powerful. It's just more real. Um, okay, so yeah. then tell me, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell tell me something about Renee. Uh, we, we've we've talked a little bit about her and and like how you appreciate her differently as a result of yeah. of this whole experience of watching her give birth, yeah. and you, you have this this new admiration for her. as you watch her with your son, um, and and as as you guys talk together. Um, what do you admire most about her motherhood? Her patience. Her patience. 
That was a quick with answer. You but or with the baby? It's the most <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs> but but the yeah, with the baby, you know, like I I I mean, not that I would not that I would get sick of holding him. That's not really what it is, you know. It's it's just that she is always holding him. You know what I mean? Like like I I mean I hold him obviously, you know, but but it feels like she's always with him and and is thrilled to be. Hmm. You know? So it's like I I hope and I mean this in the best of ways, not not to devalue my own love for my son, right? But like if my love for my son were equal to hers, you know, mm. like that would be awesome, you know? And it's because there really is this difference between a mother's love and a father's love. Like it's just this different idea or it's just, it's not a different idea. It's just, it's just a different expression. Yeah. Well, and, and that you you're know? able to say, I, and, I wish and, that my love would yeah. be even a fraction of hers. Like you're, you're yeah. recognizing the gift of the love that she gives to your son. And you're recognizing oh, it's that unbelievable. it's different than yours. And you're desiring that the love that you give would measure up to the love that she gives. That, I think that's a beautiful right. And that's a beautiful thought. And and that's the thing. I don't because I don't think it's I, I don't actually think it's like, oh, Matt loves Michael less than Renee. You know what I mean? I don't think that's what it is, you know. It's just this different form, you yeah. know, it just takes a different form. And and I can see it so clearly in her. You know, and and there is truth to the idea that we see things easier easier in other people than in ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. so it could just be that. Well, so going off that truth that it's easier to see things in other people than it is to see in yourself. What do you think your greatest strength as a father is so far? I don't know. I don't know. I would have that. I, I would. I, I'm slower to answer that question. Not. I. I'm. You know what I mean. Like I. I think that. I think that I have done a good job of telling him that I love him. Mm. I think I've done. I think I've done a good job of not. I don't know. I. I think I've done a good job of being present. You know, saying before, right? I'm. I'm making this active. You know, effort to be present with him. I think that I have done a good job of actively being present. Mm. Um, and I think I've done a good job of praying for him, you know? And so not like, not shirking that responsibility that is my spiritual headship for this family, Yeah, you know, and like getting the baptism done early, you know? And so I like, and, and I, again, like a lot of it is returning to, perseverance you know and and maybe that's because sloth has been a weakness of mine right mm -hmm. it is it, it my whole life laziness has come real easy you know <laughs> as it does you know instead of like like this is gonna sound so silly you know it's gonna sound dumb pre-michael matt Sparaza gets lost on youtube every day Post Michael, Matt Sparazza has gotten lost on YouTube literally once and for like 20 minutes. And then it was like, what the heck am I doing? My son's out there, you know? And it's just this like, and that's why, that's kind of why I compared it to this maturation, you know? Because mm -hmm. I see that, I see that as a maturation. I see that as a growth in myself, uh, you know, tending toward a, a perfection. Have you ever heard of uh, Dr. Janet Smith? I haven't. So Dr. Janet Smith, she was, um, She's a theologian and she, she taught, I think she still teaches there. I'm not sure at a uh, sacred heart I Seminary love theology. in Detroit. Yeah. And I, I know you do. Uh, but Dr. Janet Smith has been, she's been like a, a very important voice in the life of the church for, for a long time. And I remember like 20 years ago, I, I listened to a talk that she was giving and she said, when people have babies, most of them overnight become better people. And I thought that was a really interesting idea that like, it's it's becoming a parent that requires you to grow up a lot faster. And it's because there's yeah. this natural process of, of maturing because you have a kid to be responsible for. Uh, you 
you have to stop doing some of the things that you used to do because there is now a human life that depends on your care. And so your needs are secondary to the needs of this, of this new life. Right. And then just people in general, as they, as they start to take on those responsibilities, they, they start to step up into a, a place of, of virtue into good habits. Um, now, of course, we know that there's the outliers and the exceptions to that, where there's, there's some people who it seems don't become better people. <laughs> by, by having right. children but there there is something so profound when people have kids where you see the transformation you see something different in them and then you see this capacity for for care and for responsibility just unlocked in a in a really beautiful way right yeah i mean and and i think it's i think the one that i'm seeing now most vividly in myself is that greater responsibility mm. and perhaps that's because i grew up during the time that i did you know having grown up really in the early 2000s you know and with a with a mother who loves me so much right that she was willing to do things for me you know um and so taking on responsibility has not been something that i always did naturally mm. you know and so to see that growth and responsibility and then re to respond to it is something that I think, right, to circle back to that question, I think that's what I'm doing best. Um, because, it, I, and maybe it's because, like, I, at no point did I not care about Michael, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, and, 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 and that isn't to say, right, like I said before, right, I am like praying for him, you know, and trying to care for him. But I, and to an extent, right, I think, I think definitely my care for Renee has improved as well, or at least, again like it's flowering into something new and it is only three weeks in so i'm still figuring it out as as we go here you know i am sure it will continue to bud um but yeah <laughs> all right so then the, the last question and this is the uh i think this is really the, the crown jewel of it all right three weeks in um yeah w what have you learned that you want to um make sure you you retain uh so that when the next kid comes along you're really ready to go uh, <laughs> um, no, no, no. You're not even thinking about the next kid yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, what do I want to retain? I think, I think to a, a couple of things, right? Like off the bat, off the bat, the experience of what labor was. Um, and just like how to, appropriately respond to it how to deal with it hmm. i mean and i'm thinking of that in the context of so she she ended up getting an epidural about halfway through and they took me out of the room so and and the the the, the back back story to this is that in college i had a spinal tap done so i know that procedure aesthetically you know what i mean and when they did it for me it took me like, they took them like three minutes. You know what I mean? Actually, it took them like six minutes because they stabbed me three times because they kept missing. But Ouch. that's a, that's a whole separate story. You know what I mean? But but like I know, I was familiar with the procedure. They were explaining we stick it in the spine. If it leaks, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and in my head, oh, I've had this done sort of, you know, super quick. And they took me out and... I was out of the room for like 45 minutes, right? So I'm sitting in the waiting room while my wife, who's getting contractions every like two minutes that are like super painful, you know, is getting this epidural. Um, and so I think a piece of it is like just knowing, hey, this is like fast. This is not as fast as you think it is. Yeah. You know, like from a, just a very practical perspective of like you're in this for the long haul here, bud you know, buckle up. Um, another thing is, I don't know, the importance of relying on family mm. or at least the impact that it has. You know, her in-laws were here for, my in-laws were here. No, her in-laws would be my parents. <laughs> my in-laws were here uh, for two weeks and we were really grateful to have them here. And it was awesome because like, I actually got some sleep. And she actually got some sleep. Awesome. But also like the importance of having that family time, the three of us. Yeah. 
was really sweet, you know? Not that, you know what I mean? In a, in a good way. I mean, both of these in a good way. Um, so the importance of like family bonding even now. Um, and especially family, bo continual bonding between Renee and I, right? It's not like there is, there is the danger of you, you see your love outside of you externally. And so you kind of disregard that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, but it's still good to do that one-on-one. -on -one. So I don't know mm. that. <laughs> I think that's really I good. Maybe I should maybe I should eat more vegetables. I've that that's something I've taken. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I've been like I'm like I gotta change my diet, man. I got a kid. I don't want to die when this kid's like, yeah, ten. It's you know time I mean? to take care wanna, of your health I now, wanna, son. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, I'm like trying to eat healthier. I woke up the other day. I was like I was like three eggs has a hundred and twenty percent of my cholesterol for the day. No sir, two eggs today. <laughs> only 90 percent then so, right 80%, that's right something different yeah yeah it's um, like 65 70 something. i don't know <laughs> well so here's like outside looking in this is what i've i've seen um that i think is, is really important first uh you guys facetimed me uh like a week and a half ago and it was just great to see you guys the three of you together uh, i thought that was that was really beautiful um but i want to go back to what i said before about you guys like you matt taking paternity leave and, and actually getting the, these days off and staying off, not working, not going in, not doing stuff, um, and and basically being, uh, let's say being unreachable for a little while. I think that was super important. And I think it was great that you were able to take that time. That's That would be the first thing kind of outside looking in that, that I see happening. Uh, but then the second thing is that for every single text that you have sent to me, uh, it has had some reference to Renee or to Michael. So you have been so considerate of, of your wife and of your baby. And I think that's the most important thing. And then even sitting down to record tonight, just sitting and talking with you, uh, this was all based around, and we changed our time more than once so that we could get this because it was all based around the needs of, of your family. And I think you're, you're prioritizing things exactly the way they need to be. You know, it's, it's Renee, it's Michael, it's all of you guys together. And then it's the tangent after that, you know, um, I wouldn't mind if it was like Renee and then the tangent and then Michael or the tangent and then Renee and then Michael. But, you know, obviously that's not really the important thing. What we really want is for your family life to be a blessing. Uh, <laughs> so let's keep it that way, right? No, um, I'm really proud of you. Really, really proud of you. Thanks, Bob. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Sparazza. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Tangent. If you like what we're doing, don't forget to follow us at the tangent underscore Catholic on Instagram. It's one of the ways that we get our content out to you. So once again, thank you for listening and see you next time on The Tangent. God bless.